Welcome to the Minnesota Business Podcast. Our goal is to introduce you to the people and ideas that can help you achieve your goals. Today's guest went from broke to building his own business and being able to completely pay for his college tuition. Today he's recognized as the co-founder of Ivory Hills Digital Marketing Agency and a Schultz Scholar from the Schultz School of Entrepreneurship at the University of St. Thomas. He discovered that being of service gave him far more nourishment than anything else ever has. So when the opportunity to build his own company presented itself, he went into it with an attitude of service rather than greed. This shift in his perspective ended up making all the difference in his life and has started to build his business into a massive, massive success because of his mindset, which has made him become the independent man he is today. So please, help me welcome the kid who pointed to Jason Statham in the transporter on his TV and said to himself, one day, I will live like this. Ben Marone. <laughs> What's good, Julian? <laughs> what up? How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Glad to be here, bro. <laughs> That's quite the intro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you said you had a good one written, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, you kept going. I was oh, like, yeah. it's been a minute. <laughs> you got to do the research, bro. That's everything. 100%. Yeah. Researching <clears throat> and talking to you has been, it's just been amazing thus far, bro. For me, just getting to know you at St. Thomas has been amazing. 100%. Oh, yeah. I love where your mindset at, where, you, where your mindset is at. And the thing that resonates with me the most is when I go into your dorm and, you know, I just look on the ground and I was reading that little whiteboard you guys came up with. I'm like, yeah, just tell me more about that. Like, how'd you guys come up with that? Yeah, me and my roommates, we just have a little like quote board, um, like in our room. It's just a big whiteboard. I always kind of wanted a whiteboard. I got it from Amazon for like 20 <laughs> bucks. Right. I just kind of wanted that. Like, it looks kind of goofy, but like having a whiteboard in the background so you can like speak or do whatever. Right. If you're on a video chat. Um so we do have a couple quotes up there. I have some like Wolf of Wall Street, like selling ones. Um, so some of his speeches, um, at least Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, in the movie, um, the one about being uh, like uh, calling terrorists almost, <laughs> you know, where they just like keep hitting the phone lines, just kind of to like try to motivate you. Oh, yeah, that's a great um, <clears throat> But the one that resonates with me the most is probably the one that I actually had as my senior quote in high school when I graduated. <laughs> And it's the only thing standing between you and your goal is the BS story you keep telling yourself to why you can't achieve it. Wow. So it's like a lot of times um, you, you're only limited by the limitations you put on yourself. So you oh. think that like they or everyone else like cares or is going to like put you down, but they're so focused on their own thing, trying to achieve their own goals and their own pleasures that like they don't really care. <laughs> you know, like you oh, just yeah, got to focus right. on your own stuff. That's amazing, yeah. I love that quote too. I always watch. I know we watch Wolf of Wall Street. It's amazing, but you know, I've only gotten to know you so much. But just even for the viewers' perspective, walk me through your life as as if I'm your best friend growing up in Montana. Oh. Like, who is who is this young Ben? What was he like? Oh, this is a hefty question. I'm gonna be speaking for a couple minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so uh, I guess I was born in Indianapolis. So I, I guess I'm not originally from Montana, mm -hmm. but I moved there when I was two. I lived there until I left last year when I was 19, so 17 years. So I basically say I'm from Montana, and I'm known as being from Montana out here. Basically. <laughs> 100%. Um, so let's see. I Just when I was a kid, I live in Billings. It's 120,000 people. It's not that big. Um, around it are some smaller towns. You have to drive, like, a long distance to get to other places, um, which is the difference from being here in, like, a suburban place, or suburbia, where, suburbia. like, literally you just got to drive to, like, Walmart. And then you can be in a different like suburb, and you're like, I didn't even know I left a town. Take six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And for me, I live outside of town like nine, ten miles, so it's like 
different, right? right. <clears throat> um, I'm just kind of going to skip into, I guess, my, like, high school when I first started my first business. Like, yeah, I played sports growing up. I always played soccer. I played a little beer league hockey <laughs> when I got older. <laughs> uh, I skated, like, all the time. So I'm a pretty good skater. I'm just kind of a bad stick handler. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm not oh, that great. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> um, my first business, like, I guess official um, because I did have a lemonade stand when I was smaller. <laughs> um, but it was, like, out on, like, a highway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like... That's where most entrepreneurs start. <laughs> that lemonade stand. That lemonade. <laughs> yeah, but, like, literally when it's just, like, truckers going by, like, 60 miles an hour, it's like, yeah, you're not getting anything, bro. <laughs> like, um, anyway, uh, I was a sophomore in high school. I remember we were super bored, me and my best friend, Michael. Um, and we had... It's not like we only had $2 each, but, like, in our wallets, you know, we're sophomores, so we just had, like, $5 or whatever it is. Oh, but right. I remember we each having $2, and we're at the dollar store for some reason. And we're like, hey, like, we should, we were looking at, like, sodas. Like, how could we resell different things? And there were different teachers who uh, sold different, like, sodas and products at the school. And they sold it for, like, too expensive, which was, like, a dollar for us, right? Oh, yeah. You know? We were like, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, wow. Like, price per soda is, like, 22 cents, right? Or Costco or, like, wherever, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in the dollar store, and we see the Shasta soda, like, the cheap <laughs> soda, right? <laughs> and we're like, dang, well, we each have $2.00. And it's a dollar for four of them. So let's buy 16 of those and see if we can sell them out of our lockers. Wow. So next day we go to school and we just ask kids, just like almost like a pop-up person, like at the mall. And they come over and they're like, wow, like your skin's beautiful. Like you need to try this. Like, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, everyone's just like, leave me alone. We're almost like that. Um, outside this one teacher's office, or not office, but a uh, classroom. And we sold out of our 16 sodas before like 1030 the next day. That's crazy. And that's in a school of 300 kids. <laughs> so, wow. so we were hustling. Um, and then there we were just pushing, we just went pushing product. We, uh, we, um, <laughs> we went the next day, bought even more just with our profits and we just started scaling from there. So we were like selling. You took this up all sophomore year. Uh, it was the second half of sophomore year that we actually like had kind of discovered maybe last three months. Uh -huh. And so we had been like, we were selling like, tons of sodas for like crazy, like, let's say like 40 cans in a week. And we're like, wow, this is so amazing. And you're like making cash and you have like cash stashed in your locker. And oh, you like, love Bing. that feeling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it all comes. It's all, it all coins, comes. bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we had a little bag. I actually had a uh, Louis Vuitton dust bag that I kept the cash in. <laughs> it was a little, it was kind of funny. It wasn't, it wasn't mine. It was my mom's, no cap. Um, <laughs> for one of like her wallets or something, right? Um, Did you guys keep this up the next year too? Uh, no, because we were like, we're going to be juniors and we need to focus on actually getting like a decent ACT score and being able to get into college. Yeah, tell me about that. Like, <laughs> how was balancing trying to be like an entrepreneur, but also knowing that you want to focus on going to college someday? Um, well, sophomore year, uh, pretty easy because it was like literally I'm just like, I don't know, I'm literally selling just fo like soda during the day. And then I go <laughs> every day after school, we drive and we go to the dollar store. So it was kind of inefficient. But um, junior year, it was a little bit different because once we had finished that, uh, the Shasta Shack, as we called it, mm -hmm. it was my friend Michael, so we called it Dirty Mike Shasta Shack. Dirty Mike. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Mike. That's his nickname. Um, <laughs> once we finished that, we wanted to find different ways to make money and like kind of passively, but not not with as much like work, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally remember just like Googling how to make money online, <laughs> you oh, know, like which is basic, right? Oh, yeah. Is what that's 2016 when it was like drop shipping, <laughs> you know, and you see some like 16 year old in front of the M4 and you're like, wow, I want that, or like a, <laughs> a guy driving a GTR and you're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. you know, this guy has um, 
a GTR. I want one. I can get it in two years because he dropped out of college and like all that BS, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, on YouTube. Oh, see that all the time. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So there's a ton of them now and they're mostly phonies. Um, anyway, we kind of just looked into dropshipping and I wanted to start a clothing company. It was like more streetwear based. And which doesn't really make sense when you're in Billings, Montana, right? And there's more cows than people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I remember we started that, and then we wanted to start dropshipping different items. Um, and that's kind of what we focused on. I remember for my streetwear company, I knew that, like, influencers were going to be, like, a good wave and a different way that you could make a lot of money cheaply. If I was like, oh, I can just send a shirt to one of these people, and what if they post and it goes, like, blows up? Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, that's how it works in, like, theory. But there's a lot of people who just, like, scammers out there so like, i sent a lot of t-shirts maybe like 200 300 worth and like people would ring me off wow. so like i remember my my this is how my friend and i thought about it we're like we need to create a lot of hype around these t-shirts by getting them on like you know the the instagram account the college babes or like total frat move right, right. or anything like that right <laughs> yeah. we we're like okay we need to find like the girls on these pages dm them directly and then be like, would you like work with our brand? That kind of stuff. And we're like, if we could get this on all these super hot girls, like that, that'd be good marketing, right? Because I'd seen okay. some company or companies do that. And so I remember I'd be up to two, three in the morning DMing these girls the same copy paste message. And I got banned from Instagram for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> because I sent some messages, so many messages. Um, <laughs> and like, I could not send messages on Instagram for like two weeks. Um, and then I connected with a couple down at ASU. And they ripped me off because, you know, it's ASU. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of hard because I was getting my junior year when I was like, oh, I need to just be, like, working, focusing on school. I go to bed at, like, 2 or 3 every night. Right. Um, And then, let's see. I was focusing on my my clothing brand, shot, like, photos with some of my friends. I realized that the photo stuff was kind of expensive because it would be, like, even though they're friends, I'm like, I'm 16, 17. I don't want to pay 30, 40 dollars every time I have to go, or 50, or whatever it is, 60. Um, so I was like, oh, I kind of need to try to get into photography, those kind of things. Um, so I just started doing like a little iPhone stuff, but it's really not real photography. Wow, this is all junior year of high school. Yeah, this is all junior year of high school. And then what, what happened the senior year? Um, so senior year, I was like, I was like, I like this kind of dropshipping stuff. We started trying to do like different little products. Um, let's say like, like computer chargers or like iPhone chargers, headphones, kind of these chintzy things from China that are literally two dollars. We'd go find the products on Oberlo or uh, AliExpress and then mark them up. Try so to run like, Facebook. It's like store. sophomore year Ben, senior year Ben now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So we're just kind of trying to do the same thing, just hustle. Um, and that's when I learned kind of like Facebook ads and all those kind of things. Just kind of like teaching yourself through YouTube. Um, there's different people who um, kind of sell courses and stuff. I did have a course. It wasn't for Facebook ads. It was for drop shipping. They barely touched Facebook ads. I paid like fifty bucks for it. Um, I mean, it was okay, <laughs> but like people would ask me like, how do I do what you do? And I just send them my login for that course. <laughs> like as people, oh, I, done the same, I, had the same, I had a drop shipping course too back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And I got another one that I thought would be a good investment. And looking back, I'm like, what were you thinking? I shelled out like 250, 275 on it. It was a scam that hurt <laughs> losing that at well, that age. So many scams nowadays. Yeah. Um, that, that one was like a pretty stupid mistake. My mom was like, "Are you sure this is gonna go through? Are you like sure? Like she like looks at my accounts. And stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll I'll make my money back from this. And I was just like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I felt that um, way. My dad was telling me, don't buy this course, don't buy this course. I'm like, no, I'm gonna become rich off of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think that you're literally gonna never, become rich in like three pulled, months? Oh yeah, no, it doesn't. It's not fast like that. Yeah, I never pull it out after like a week. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So I sent all those stuff to those girls, and I started getting more into the Charger stuff. It was hard because we were trying to position ourselves as a clothing company, but at the same time, we wanted to sell these chintzy products because there was more of a markup on it. I thought that's how you could make some real money um, instead of just trying to do this print-on-demand where we were too scared to, let's say, order 200 T-shirts and have them sitting in my basement or, like, in my barn because <laughs> of Montana, right? Montana, but, uh, <laughs> but um have them sitting in my barn and then like not be able to sell them or people are like oh i don't like that design so i was kind of worried about that i didn't have a lot of capital um in reality maybe i should have just like worked a job more i used to work in airport ups maths and flight extenders um and i really hated that <laughs> but uh <laughs> it, it paid well um but yeah in the senior year i just started learning about the facebook ads and then just ask me some more questions before I get into like actually how I actually how I blew up. This is gonna be a short interview. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you like, what inspired you to start becoming an entrepreneur? Um, <laughs> um, probably the school system because I was bored. So oh, that's a great. Oh, what I know how I feel about the school system. I want to know how do you feel about the school system, um, the education system. K through twelve, I felt like there was always times where it wasn't really efficient. You know, I felt like, wow, if I went to school three hours at home and just was grinding, like I could get done, I wouldn't have to sit here for seven hours and sit in a class where it's like, oh, I'm done with everything. Can I just like read a book or do something? They're like, no, like, like what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> like I'm offering, I'm, I'm, I'm asking to read a book to like, this is not even like, can I go on my phone and Snapchat girls? <laughs> like, you know, like, come on, like, you know, I was like trying to better myself. And so it was kind of like, I was kind of sick of, um, how much time it wasted and that's kind of why we were bored my friend and i um and so i was like i can't i wanted to live a different life than most people wanted to live a little bit more time freedom not be stuck in a nine to five right. and i knew that if i was going down the path of almost everyone that i wasn't going to achieve that because other everyone's not achieving that exactly. so i had to differentiate myself and learn even my own even my own entrepreneurship teacher who like, obviously entrepreneurship is my major he was just talking about because he publishes books for harvard Mm -hmm. He was talking about how some girls in our class were asking for having quizzes and tests. He was like, no, we don't do that. He mm -hmm. said in his Harvard classes, they don't do any quizzes, tests, or anything, because mm -hmm. that's not how people learn. They learn by actually doing case studies in the business school. Mm -hmm. Specifically, they'll only do case studies. Yep. And especially in our business class, we do startup case studies, and we just go through them every single week, figure out their finances, like their mm -hmm. operations management, how, how a business can scale to that next level. And if you read a hundred cases rather than doing a hundred quizzes, <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. learn way faster doing some cases every single time. Nah, I'm always like, I'm always like if I'm studying for a quiz or a test or something, like oh, yeah. I always like study for it really hardcore towards the end. And then like, let's say it's like an hour before, like I'm not going to study. I'm just like, I'm going to get what I get. Like exactly. I can't cram anything more in my mind. I feel like after I take the test, like I forget everything. Oh yeah. You are going to forget everything. 90% so, like, <laughs> of it, you're going to forget. Maybe... If it's a class you like, you might re actually remember something. Yeah, I think I think the way like people learn is like studying those case studies, right? And it's almost like you learn by doing because, um, like I remember like I'm really into cars. Like I'd work on cars. And my, I'd work with my friend Zach, and we just tour around on his Saab, my Beamer, and it's like I don't forget any of the ways like how to change an oil filter or like do the coolant, put mm -hmm. in the coolant expansion tank, or take off the valve covers like those kind of things i don't forget that because i've actually done it even right. though we're like youtube mechanics <laughs> you know like literally i just like look at some redneck dude in like alabama <laughs> like okay so you gotta take the bmw off you know what i'm saying like right. it's just like we actually learn even though it's like kind of like a random way to learn um i felt like that was so much more valuable i felt like i've learned a ton um 
from YouTube and like books and self-education way more than I guess formal education. But the thing with formal education, it teaches you sometimes to focus and actually do down, like do the work, sit down and do the work. Mm. So I think there is value in that because there's so many kids today that with all the distractions, they're not actually gonna sit down and focus on anything. If you just let them like, oh, we're all gonna be entrepreneurs, none of them have the desire and drive to actually sit down and focus on their own things because they don't wanna give up their partying, drinking, smoking time. Right. You know? Yeah, and a lot, even a lot of my entrepreneurship friends and my entrepreneur friends they feel like, like, I have a friend that he has a lawnmowing business. He makes <laughs> yeah, about yeah. 100K a year. Okay, but yeah. he knows that if he wasn't in a college, he could be doubling. Like he'd be making 200, 300,000. Because he'd have that much more time. But yeah. I don't know. His reasons for going to college are different. But I want to know, what is your why for going to college? Why are you here as an entrepreneur when if you didn't go to school, you could be making maybe double your income. Even, even That's my true. friends like Weston over here in this room could be making <laughs> double his income too. But. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shout out Weston. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I've thought about this question a lot and I knew this question would come up. Oh, yeah. And part of it's like, yeah, I like it because like my family, you know, like values college a lot. Exactly. Um, but I, I mean, I don't mind college. I've always been kind of interested in a bunch of different things. Mm. And I only have one time in my life to be a college student and actually like enjoyed learning about different things. Let's say it's philosophy or let's say it was like art history or something. Right. Like I know if I was only in business, I may go instead of super specialize and like deep into my knowledge instead of having a nice like T shape. Um, where like, like let's say for example, Elon Musk, when he was a kid, he was reading two books a day, learning mm -hmm. about a bunch of different things. And people who work there, like engineers, they're like, I feel like he's grilling me with questions, but he's actually just trying to figure out like how much you know, mm -hmm. because he's like super good, let's say at physics, but he wants to learn about all these other things on top of that right so he goes he goes deep like building a well deep and then he goes out and like that's kind of what i want through my college experience and different like networking opportunities through college and let's say it's more corporate world even if i'm an entrepreneur and i'm working on my own little like marketing company having those corporate connections through oh i'm a saint thomas graduate oh you're a saint thomas graduate oh, like that helps so much the connections here are so deep 100 percent. was it like trying to balance school and running your company here at St. Thomas. It's a, it's a step up from high school now because St. Thomas, we're a liberal arts school, liberal arts school, and you know, there's so much more homework we have than high school. And there's more distractions here, and what is that like? What is your schedule like? Um, well, actually, <laughs> I was like, I'll just show you, but of course, the people listening are going to be like, yeah. Maybe it's on YouTube. I can Great, show yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Weston, get recording on that iPhone 11, please. <laughs> Wide angle. Um, no, um, I, I time block everything in my calendar. So like I used to have when I would wake up, when I'd eat, when I'd shower, like everything, but that's a little obsessive. So I kind of scale back to where I have my courses set in and I have 15 minute blocks around them. And then like through me doing my business, like I have people can book calls with me. Mm -hmm. And so I just have around my like um, courses, like my actual classwork, right. my whole schedule is free throughout the day. Mm. Like I put everything, I put business like right there. So like my non-negotiable is like I have to go to class. Like I have to right. do, like do these things, but business is open throughout the whole day and that takes precedence over everything. So like for me, like I had what five calls right after one of my classes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I didn't eat lunch. Like I don't eat lunch a lot because I just like to like oh, yeah. work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, school wise, or like I guess like sleep wise. Um, sometimes it's stuff. <laughs> yeah, high sleep? school, I never got sleep. I'll be honest. Here, I feel like I'm way more disciplined. Mm -hmm. I like to think of like time management doesn't exist. You want to go for elimination of like BS things. Wow. So like, like I don't like to eliminate. I mean, I, I mean, I like to eliminate the tasks that are non-revenue producing or won't get me like further in my business thing. Like I like hanging with friends. Right. 
but like there's no reason to hang with friends three nights in a row going to like scooters for people who don't know that but like that, that's <laughs> right. like a, that's a cafeteria place right but um like let's say hang out past nine isn't going to be productive for no. you you need to make some sacrifices and figure out what's going to actually like push you forward so yeah. a lot of times is i stay in or i try to go out like once a month twice a month instead mm -hmm. of actually going out all the time yeah. and thinking about like how can i better my business first because that's what i'm here to do that's what my scholarship's for i'm here for entrepreneurship exactly. and my schooling and then everything else comes second no. so it's more purpose over anything else yeah that's amazing tell me about one of your favorite projects from your company you've done so far oh man <laughs> Um, it's kind of funny. I got my start working with my old private high school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Would have never, would have um, never thought. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was talking to the marketing director and we had been kind of friends because we went on a school trip together, like her and like a bunch of students. I had talked to her and we were kind of friends. Um, and I remember sitting and eating lunch in her office, like let's say every other day, a couple of times a week mm -hmm. back in high school with my friends and like learning that like. She didn't know a ton about digital marketing, or like Facebook and all these things. And right. here I am just like sitting up night on YouTube, like, oh, this is the Facebook ads manager and thinking like I'm a guru, right? <laughs> like I'm just because I know how to boost a post, right? But anyway, like, no, she was like boosting posts. And I remember seeing like, she spent like $700 in a month boosting posts. Wow. I was like, yo, you ain't targeting these like at all. Like, <laughs> like let me like kind of work. And it took like two, three months of actually um, talking to her and kind of letting her know, like breadcrumbing, like oh, I have knowledge of this and like different things. And I remember her being like, oh, could you help us with this? And there was kind of some, it's kind of like, she was like reserved because I was still a student at that school. So it was me and my business partner, Michael, the one who I did the Shasta stuff with, right? right? Um, <laughs> dirty Mike. <laughs> yeah, dirty, yeah, Dirty Mike at the U, yeah. Um, we were like, we're gonna, we can do this for you. So we had mm -hmm. typed up a little contract. The principal was cool with it. We kind of like pitched them on it. And then we started working with them we they wanted to like run like a video or like a lead form like page and they wanted like a video from youtube to convert to that it was kind of like a jumbled process mm -hmm. so instead we were like saying hey sign up for these like school visit days help them sign up for those school visit days and then got some students off that and it was like actually the day after i remember she texted us she's like guys like in our group chat and i was like oh gosh <laughs> like like i like i, I was like it's probably the school board like you can't work with that, something like that. And she's like, oh, we got two people to sign up for our thing. And then I was like, oh, great, wonderful. Like, I was like, cool. Like, we actually now know how to do Facebook ads. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, we had done some for our, like, e-commerce. Right. And, um, like, we had believed in that. When it's your own money, like, on the line, mm -hmm. like, you care a lot. But, like, when it's someone else's and they're dependent on you, like, if you don't, if you mess up and you're like, okay, so I wasted a G on your services. And you're like, oops, what? I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, like, no, like, no. It, it's way more stressful. Exactly. And so we're like, oh, wow, we're actually being able to do this and get students for them. Um, so we worked th with them for a little bit, did a little SEO stuff, white label. Um, and then we just kind of moved on to different clients yeah, from there. How do, you, how do you help your clients with your service? Uh, so what do you mean by that? Like, like what? Specifically, do you provide for your people, your clients, like uh, so your marketing it, company? So it depends. So let's say you're a realtor, you right. need leads, we mm -hmm. can get you leads. Um, let's say your business, like some, let's say you're a chiropractor, and you need more people mm -hmm. in your store, we can get you more people in your store. Right now, we're doing e-commerce stuff, like the drop shipping, drop shipping. for different brands. Um, so we run ads for them and convert. So we helped a brand, a fitness e-com brand, over Black Friday, um, kind of directing them how they should put their audiences, how they should split test, mm -hmm. um, basically who they should target 
when to kill their ads, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we got them a 3.7 ROAS, which is a return on ad spend. So for every dollar they put in, they made 370 off of it. Wow. So like, we're like, okay, we're helping them. Um, and that's kind of, I like the e-commerce side a little bit more right. because let's say you're trying to talk to a client and you're like, hey, pay me $2,000 upfront for this service or instead pay me, let's say $500, thousand or maybe free and we'll do rev share. So whatever you make, um, we get a little percentage of that. So mm -hmm. we only eat what we kill. And I kind of like that because like if they, if it doesn't really work, they're only out the ad spend and they still purchase the data from Facebook almost. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they still kind of know who is and who isn't their audience. And we're not really, I guess we're still accountable, but it's not as much as like, oh, I dropped three grand on <laughs> right. you. you exactly. know? Well, after being able to experience all of this amazing entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial journey, what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far? Hmm. I, you told me about this question. I, I got I to gotta think. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> um, Don't waste other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say two pieces of advice. Um, one, you just kind of have to just do it. I know it's like the Nike slogan. I'm looking at your Nike back. But, <laughs> but you just got to kind of jump into things. Like It's almost like the SEO thing we did for the school. They're like, oh, could you do SEO? Mm -hmm. And I knew what another company had quoted them. And I was like, oh, we can do it for like a fraction of that cost. I don't know the first thing about SEO. Like, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I didn't know. But I learned off YouTube. Exactly. And then I also, there's different ways you can have Upwork people and contracts in foreign countries help you out with that stuff. And that's what we did. And we helped them move up their rankings. So it's like we got the job done even though I didn't know that much. And now I kind of have someone who I can send SEO work to who I know is reliable. But it was a gamble because I was like, hey, am I going to pay this person 100, 150 bucks to do this? Mm. And what if they don't do it? Or what if they like, I don't know, like hack something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just kind of got to do it. Like say like if someone's like, can you do this? Be like, yes. And build like a referral network where like you can find like, let's say, oh, do you know how to code an app? And I'm like, um, maybe, or I can put you in some like contact with someone who does and just like say yes and then yeah. get that to the other person. Like making sure you take action. No yeah. matter, even if you don't even know how to start, you don't know where to go. Just 100%. take action. Oh yeah, I love And that. then the second piece is kind of focus on running your own race. I think the worst thing you can do is compare to one of those gurus or someone who's, let's say your same age and they're further ahead of you. Let's say they're making six figures or whatever it is. Mm. Like there's a thing like called private victories. It's more about the stuff like you do behind the scenes they feel better and they lead up to let's say you see someone with a porsche driving and it's not so much like oh wow he just purchased that porsche and it was 60 grand it's like okay what about the sacrifices that person did right. you know like that's kind of the that's kind of the thing i think about like i wonder how many late nights that was or what sacrifice did he make mm. to get that porsche so it's kind of i don't know that's it's just really impactful to just focus on your own things and don't overcomplicate it just like there's a lot of people saying a bunch of noise and their goals are different from you Mm -hmm. and your goals are your goals for a reason you're going to achieve them like don't like doubt that you're like oh it's not happening as quick as i want it to be like sometimes i'd be like oh i wish i would I'd be making like seven figures by now or whatever you know but i think about like the person who makes 50 racks a month like it's more about being that kind of person than it is like oh yeah i make 50 racks a month but if you make 50 racks a month and you don't know how to sustain that or you don't know how to actually um keep that up you're not going to be able to control that you're going to be right flash in the pan you're gonna make 50 racks and you're done so i want to be the person who has total control over the life and they're just like such i don't i don't even know what the word they're just so mature i guess because that's lack of a better word yeah. um and focus 
that they can continue doing that and building yeah, upon and like becoming a good person. That's big nowadays with social media because I feel like a lot of these kids look at all these influencers and all these other entrepreneurs on Instagram and they see like, oh, this kid's 17 years old and he just bought a Ferrari. Like, no, <laughs> you're n- not everybody's going to have a Ferrari by 17 years old and you just need to focus on even like Gary Vaynerchuk. He's what? Maybe forty something. Yeah, but he's talking about, right, right. Like that, yeah. He's talking about I want to own the Jets when I'm 70, 30, so yeah. like thirty more years. Then not talking about like tomorrow. Like I know I have some friends who they're entrepreneurs too, but they they keep thinking short term. It's not really about that short term. It's about the long term. Like yeah, everybody's process is different. You can be lucky too, but like even Walt Disney, he's 57, 50 something years old. Yeah, just started Disney. Like yeah, everybody's process is different. I love that. Always have that long term. Yeah, you gotta you gotta focus on actually just falling in love with the process. That's something that like I don't know if I really I'd always heard that, but I don't know if I really fell in love with the process mm. until a couple months ago, and that's when my business really started to take off. Exactly. Is when I actually just focused on like doing the day to day things. Like you have to like like okay, like I don't want to swear a lot, but uh, you know how Gary Vaynerchuk's like, oh, you have to eat shit for fifteen years. Yes. Like I'm always like, okay, I'm not gonna do that for fifteen years, but <laughs> but right. you actually have to. Put in the work you can't just there's no there's no secret like right side route you know there's no shortcut to success like mentors right. maybe but you still have to put in the work and focus on that long-term goal right. versus just a short-term like pleasurable fix of like oh now i have a ferrari now i can go to model like now i can right. do this you know if, it's if, like if you don't even love the process while you're doing it in true time right now you're not going to be you're not going to like it when you're older you're, you're really not going to be happy it's going to be like, empty because like you can purchase things like for example like when I purchase like expensive items, it's like, yeah, this is a rush. Like I like this, it's fun. But then you go and if you're not truly happy with where you're at or fulfilled or actually living your life on your edge and yeah, just radiating like love and like happiness, then like purchasing the next Ferrari is not gonna mean anything. It's gonna wear off in a week. Right. Like it may be cool and you're gonna be living a shallow life of trying to attract everyone to you because you have a Ferrari or you rented it or whatever. Instead of actually just, I want to focus on being happy now. And I used to delay my happiness to like, oh, I'm going to delay my happiness until I'm making 10 racks a month. Exactly. And it's like, no, I want to be happy now. And those things will come. Yeah. And I never, I never used to believe that stuff. And I was like, oh, those people are just like lame, like spiritual people. Right. <laughs> like, like uh, You know, like kind of weirdos. But like, and I always fought against it. Now that I've kind of like let go and like focus on like actually enjoying my life day to day, taking small, actionable steps towards my like business. Exactly. Everything's been hundred yeah. percent better. I still love your quote. You're talking well, money isn't everything, obviously. Hey, yeah. But uh when it you're helps. talking about <laughs> well, it helps a lot <laughs> with a lot of things. But you're like, I'd rather cry in a Ferrari than a Prius. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love that. that uh that's a show my board, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I would rather be crying in a Ferrari or Lamborghini would, than a Prius. I would um, rather be crying in a Ferrari than a Prius all the way. Yeah. But uh <laughs> before I ask my last question, tell my fans where they can find your amazing content. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> uh on Instagram, I, I mean, I'm not really on anything else. Um, Instagram's B Marone, so it's B M O R O N E. Um, I don't really use Snap. That's another one. Cut out Snap from your life. Cut out Snap. Yeah. Like, Why is that? <laughs> you, like, use the time limits because the way I look at it is, there's a lot of people that like you're friends with, mm-hmm. but they're utilizing like your time, and it may not be an equal like give and push, or, like pull and push, right? So like, let's say I'm spending all my time like trying to talk to someone. And they're not really reciprocating or they're just kind of like chilling or i see like a picture of their eyebrow or a picture of their feet right. like you know like it, picture of their laptop and that's not really having an actual conversation exactly. with someone i'd rather have a friendship where i talk to them let's say once a week 
and I see them the next week and they're like chill. Like right. I'd rather Something have that real, meaningful. real right. connection versus snap where let's say I'm snapping 20 people and every day I'm checking that, oh, I have to send a streak back or I answer it, oh, I have to send a streak back with the temperature or I have, you know right. what I'm saying? Like it's not real and I've cut that on my life. I st- like I still have snap. I check it maybe like once a week because there's some people they only have my snap. Exactly. I don't, it's not that I don't want them to have my number, but like <laughs> my number's kind of direct, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of like, please stay on snap. <laughs> um, but yeah, cutting out snaps been wonderful. Oh yeah. And I even had friends in high school. If we had a streak or something and we just broke it, it was like, we weren't friends anymore. I'm like, what is up with that? Like, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. It's literally just a number. Like it does not matter. I'd rather focus on in-person things. And I kind of felt like almost too old for it. <laughs> <laughs> Never too old. All right. My last question. What is the impact you want to have on this world? Oh, you actually told me about this question too, and we joked about it being the next Dan Bilzerian, but that's not actually <laughs> my real, that's not actually my real goal. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, um, take my family to the next level, my future family, whoever my future wife is, my future kids are, to give them opportunities I didn't have. I'm not even saying that I wasn't, I didn't have opportunities as a child because I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I was super broke and I suddenly came into a bunch of money. Like I'm not right. gonna pretend that stuff. Um, but I want to take my family to the next level, give them financial security, and then teach people and take them to the next level and kind of open people's eyes up about being happy now versus delaying it because, mm. oh, once I'm out of college or once this girl likes me or once this guy likes me or whatever it is, like that stuff doesn't really fulfill you. Finding fulfillment now, and I used to think that finding the fulfillment now would almost placate you or make you like docile and not wanting to chase your goals or achieve your dreams, but it almost lights the fire even more because I'm like so happy every day I wake up. Like every day I wake up, I, I think I'm on a streak of like two weeks, three weeks where I've never had a day where I've been like, oh, I'm below 70% happiness. Mm. Like, I've had days where I'm like 99. I've never had like 99 days. <laughs> like, like, ever. Like, oh, you're yeah. randomly just dancing because you're so happy. So, I want to bring that kind of joy to people um, and not really like, I I mean, yeah, money's nice, but but I want to have like open up people's eyes. Exactly. Because there's too much like suffering, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you so much for being on the show, Ben. Appreciate <laughs> you coming out. Thank you for having me, Julian. Yeah, no problem. Peace, bro. All right, guys. The best part about this is that Ben has done extraordinary things, but he didn't start anywhere extraordinary. And that's what makes it so fascinating. If you go back and listen to how he mentally freed himself from being average, you can make these changes to your life, too. Go check out his content. It will change your life if you let it. All right, my friend. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And remember, There's nothing in this world that can hold you back.